0: Hi, it's David Poland. It's the Hot Button, number 22, Stuff to Watch on TV. As I continue to swim the waters of Doc NYC, which launches next Wednesday, I am gathering a lot of great titles to tell you about soon. The festival is less COVIDy than last year. A lot of music docs, including an offbeat series of films from HBO and Bill Simmons, some of which Alanis Morissette and Kenny G rolled out a TIFF in September. And a number of films on, literally, film. Anyway, keep an eye out. Meanwhile... Every time I spend more than 20 minutes with my friends, the conversation turns to what is worth watching. The endless waterfall of of content is exhausting and exhausting to keep up with, but it does feel like word of mouth is more powerful than any time in memory. Friends understand their friend's taste, usually, and can offer enough insight to either guide them to or away from something they may like or hate. The show I have been personally touting for the last six months, and I've gotten a grand total of none of my friends to watch, it seems like, Is why are you like this? A one season comedy on Netflix from Australia. Three friends, two women and a guy in their twenties who defy easy definition, dealing with work, sex, ambition, pleasure and stupidity. Not necessarily in that order. The show is restrained without being gross, sexy without being sexual, and political in an era where almost any choice can be dangerous. Most of all, it's funny. And if I'm in need of a quick mood change, I can fire up an episode and get lost in the absurdity almost instantly. It's remarkably good. Check it out. <laughs> well, I, I bet you won't. One the, unfortunately. One of the surprises to me lately has been how much streaming animation I've been enjoying, not in, starting with traditional shows and movies, um, though the stuff on Disney Plus is great sometimes. I live just off Fairfax Avenue in Los Angeles, in this very hipster area, so the show Fairfax, new from Amazon, is right up my alley, literally. The show is much smarter and more less obvious than I expected. I've been a big fan of Amazon's Invincible also, which is an aggressively adult superhero series. It can be a bit even, but the idea of people with superpowers being real people has been a really popular one lately. And I think this show is one of the best at conveying that idea and digging into the dichotomy. I just plain love Hitmonkey. It's hard R Marvel animation on Hulu, and it scratches my itch an actual primate surviving the murder of his troop by a bunch of asshole hitmen becomes a high-end assassin with the help of a ghost of smart uh, help of the ghost of smart ass E.R., John Wick type voiced by John Jason Sudeikis it's a trip and i just laugh and enjoy the violence cuz sometimes that's what you want uh, the Great is about to return for its second season, and it's a delight, that show. This season is surprisingly a little more sexually obsessive than the first, and I'm not always the biggest fan of that, but what is interesting with The Great is that we're getting a lot more of the sexuality from the women, expressing what they want and what they don't want. Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt are stellar, and Peter the Great, as a fool, which sometimes means he's kind of a genius, is one of those brilliant tools to reflect the ongoing circle of life. Love The Next Thing You Eat from David Chang and Morgan Neville. That's on Hulu. Uh, six episodes, smart, funny, insightful, and so passionate about food and life. I also, another show it, it feels a little bit like for me is The Cho Show, which I love on FX on Hulu. Uh, it's another series. They're, and they're both kind of in the same weird family as How To with John Wilson and Painting with John, both of which are on HBO. It's like hanging out with smart, interesting people, interested people also in the, and it's a joy in life to hang out with those people. And it's fun to watch them on TV too. Apple TV Plus's The Shrink Next Door is weird and almost hy- hy- hypnotic ride. We're onto the gag of the show in the first couple episodes. The opening sequence of the limited series is a moment from one of the last episodes, so it's one of those how-did-we-get-there moments. But the experience is so much like closely watching a lobster swimming around in a pot of cold water as the temperature goes up and up and up. It gives us time to consider what we are seeing and what the feeling and motives of these characters really is. I don't know if that's English. Is it really, is it really R? I think it's really R. Both Will Farrell and Paul are playing against their normal characters. And Catherine Hahn is, as always, full of quirks and a surprise and so astute about what she's doing. She's just always the smartest one in the room. I've come to hate the morning show. This is actually my first, my only negative comment, really. Uh, it spent itself into a pretzel in the first season, uh, which was supposedly about sexual abuse, and it somehow became a vehicle about the charms of two beloved actresses who really had no part of that story. Season 2 seems to want to deal with the failures of, of inclusion from the first season, but it manages to make every potential serious story point trivial. The efforts regarding race are overt, and the feelings they exude are actually a bit insulting to the idea that the show actually cares about race, or sex abuse, or really anything. It's not even a good soap opera. Um, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. It is so frustrating. There are a bunch of shows I intended to watch, but I haven't yet. Like Wu-Tang season two or Hannah season three or Maya and the three dope sick on Hulu. Uh, and more than a, the first couple episodes of love life season two, love season one. Uh, you should definitely check out the doc, the Sparks brothers, which is on Netflix now. Even if you don't think you know who they are or care who they are, it's definitely worth seeing. It's terrific and entertaining. Uh, there are a couple older titles that I feel haven't really been seen by a lot of people, like The Chair or Marcella, both of which I highly recommend. Both are on Netflix. Uh I'd like there not to be another season of The Chair, even though I'd love to spend more time with those people. Uh But it feels kind of like it's done after one season. Uh, I was shocked when I finally took Netflix's repeated suggestion, their insistence, that I watch Sky Rojo. Kind of name this Sky Rojo. And I'm, I was fascinated by the show. Strippers who had become part of a club in the middle of nowhere without passports or money enough to escape, but then three of them decide to leave. The sex, the violence, and the melodrama goes from there. I'm not sure this needs a third season. It's coming though. It's the kind of show I think more people would like if they sampled a few episodes. It's very, very unusual, but there's something extremely compelling about what the way it's made. And oddly enough, it's made in one of the co- creators and and showrunners is a woman um i really like big sky speaking of women a broadcast tv show it's actually a broadcast tv show that i watch every week on abc it's this cop pi thriller with two women in the leads and it challenges them with these batshit crazy people in montana i mean there are murderers and and killers and, and and cheaters of all kinds um, but it's a David E. Kelly show, and it, and it really has no business being as good as it is, but it's definitely worth a watch. At least it is to me. Turn on the HBO Max to see Wellington Paranormal, an absurdist comedy from Taika Watiti and Jermaine Clement, and the UK version also there of Ghosts, which is on CBS these days, but the UK version is on HBO Max, and I feel it's a step above the US version. The variation isn't massive, but period ghosts just seem more natural and comfortable in the jolly old and it's always worth checking out Criterion Channel, which has the original Nightmare Alley this month, along with a lot of great, great movies. They're also featuring, as they often do, female filmmakers. And this month, f- films about female friendship. If you're a little worn out on the other streamers, you cannot go too far afield on this app. And it's less than 100 bucks a year. There are treasures everywhere to be found on that site. Always something. I'm sure I'm missing some great stuff. I'd love to hear your recommendations. Uh, it seems kind of silly for me to recommend something like Squid Game or Dead Lasso or Call My Agent or any of those shows that came off the presses more than a month or two ago. Um, I will try to do this kind of thing, wrap up periodically and kind of make another wave of suggestions. And it feels like another wave comes every few months. Uh, the thing about the streaming channels is there is such a bounty of quality shows out there and plenty of crap. It's just so much. So taste will vary uh try to get a sense from what i'm saying of it maybe it's not to your taste maybe it is uh every couple of months it seems like another wave is coming and and even if we didn't see the last wave from last month we're moving on because there's just too much to do and with that until tomorrow